Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. This episode is with uh, Instagram buddy Track Stars, uh, aka Jose Herman. And man, this episode, I think it's gonna be an instant classic. This guy tells a great story about getting his first bike, about his first track day, and I promise you it will leave you with tears in your eyes. This guy is nothing but positivity. We need more guys like this in the world. If you see him, give him a shout out. You're gonna love this episode. So uh, enjoy Track Stars. Try to get some background info on this dude, and uh, my friend said, "Oh man, this, he goes, he's a one man show within itself." That's what he said about this dude. You don't even have to plan. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I asked my friend about him. Here we go. Hey, it's Sales from a Gemini's BT, and let me tell you something, man, I can't wait for this guest. We followed each other on Instagram, I was like, man, let me hit this dude up and talk about what we talk about, and uh, and he was really cool. I mean, this is when I say, honestly, things are meant to be, because I was like, I, I love this, I, you know what I'm saying, I love this podcast, I really do. I love this podcast, it's not really a podcast, but it's a podcast, I love it. So... I like to talk to as many people as I can, but sometimes I travel a lot and I get and I don't like to be behind. So I'm like, man, I want another guest, I want another guest. This is my second one today. And I was like, who am I gonna get? And I was scrolling through a comment and I go, oh shit, my dude, my dude track stars, and we both ride. I go, let me hit this dude up. And he goes, yeah, I would love to. And I said, well, bet. And so I was looking him up. And I asked my friend, I go, hey, man, I want to hear a funny story about this dude. And he goes, all I can say is this dude's a story within himself, man. Have fun with him. And I said, gotcha. So my guest today is Track Stars. Uh, his real name is Jose German, but he says German, so it's Jose German. <laughs> What's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's up, my man? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, it's a blessing, man. I love everything you're doing. I love I love the comedic aspect, the 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 seriousness too to the topics you speak about the things you post i mean uh, you 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 are unbelievable and I, I commend you on what you're doing man thank you man i seriously i mean it but man no thank you because you know and this is why we do it because honestly i just love your positivity all your posts are just good it's i mean but it's who you are it's authentic it's organic and it's just like you you are you and that's what makes it fun and what people don't realize is oh man is that without realizing people look up to people like us or, or mainly you we look up to you because you're a face in that environment that you don't see often. And I tell people all the time, I said, listen, you know, I don't want to sound like uh, some kind of politician or whatever about, you know, let's get the world together and this and that and solve the problems. But I will say this, when you go to a motorcycle, when you go to a track day or whatever on a motorcycle or you're on a motorcycle period, the level of camaraderie of people, I have never, I have never had a negative time at a track. It's people from all over and they're just there to ride a motorcycle on a motorcycle track and they're always laughing and they're always trying to help you out and it's I've never had a negative time and so when I see you I go that's my dude and so other people who look like us see that and hopefully I'm saying they see that and they go you know what okay let me go in the environment that I didn't think to go there do you, you see what I'm saying no that, that that's that's a fact the one thing like I I, I I'll say it all the time and I will remain saying it. The one thing about the motorcycle community is that the initial, you don't know who who's behind that helmet. You don't know. You All, all you see is a, is a rider, whether it's guy, girl, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. All you see is a helmet, a person with a jacket, 
pants, boots, gloves. For you to see who that person is, he would have to remove an article of clothing just so you could get an aspect of color, race. You know, you, you're constantly guessing. But the one thing that we do every time we see a rider on the street is throw two, these two fingers up. Throw the two, And baby. it means peace. Yes. Peace to, who, peace to whoever's there. I acknowledge you. I'm sending you love and 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 prosperity on your ride, like success. That's all we want. And that's that. That's what those those two fingers mean. So it, it, God knows what 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 it would be like maybe if we didn't have all the gear to wear, and you have an idea of who that person is. But that's what brings the love to our bike community that we don't know. All we see is a rider, and that's that's the race. Yeah, I, I and know. that person that person is is a mirror of you. I mean, so that, you have nothing but love at these events or at anything that has to do with motorcycles. That is, I mean, you nailed it, man. That's so true. And if you see them riding a Ducati like yourself, I know <laughs> that they're broke. I know they ain't got no money because all the money's going to the bikes. I, That's I, a fact. That's I mean, a fact. So when did you decide, hey, listen, uh, when did you get the kids around and say, look, kids, I ain't going to have enough money for your college fund because I got two Ducatis. So all that money's going to daddy, but you can watch daddy go around this track real fast and you can, you can celebrate daddy's accomplishments because <laughs> all the money's going <laughs> into daddy's motorcycles. And that's about it. <laughs> yo, yo, listen, that, that's what that's what motivates me to be a, a an amazing father, an amazing father, and motivate them do good in school because I need you to get that scholarship. You hear me? Daddy's I got two. You. Daddy's got two Ducatis. Daddy can't afford. Daddy can't afford to take you anywhere, it, it, but it, to watch it, him ride. But to watch that's him. That's a fact. You know, you, you you take him to the pool when you go to the track day. You know, you book the holiday in and you bring him to the pool. Enjoy that. That's all you gonna get, baby. I hope you you gonna know how to swim at the Holiday Inn. What you do is you hold on to the side and you kick your feet. You'll be all right. Daddy's gotta go ride. That's a fact. Hold on to that. Stay right there. I'll be back in fifteen minutes. I got fifteen minutes on the track. Forty five minutes here with you. Listen, just survive for fifteen minutes. That's all I need. You come back open. Your kids are still there. You okay? Ain't no ambulance in front of Holiday Inn. We good. We good. (laughs) They made it. Well, listen, growing up, I, I, you know, I, I, I checked you out. And by the way, I love your, if you guys get a chance, go to his YouTube channel. That's track stars. Go to his YouTube channel. The dude is just great. Like it's good positivity. But I want to know is, man, how was it growing up for you? Now, did you grow up in New York City? And, and when did you like embrace the bike? Because, you know, a lot of people, when they grow up, they get a bike and they ride for a little bit. And then, you know, they kind of move on, you know, like like sometimes they they meet a girl, whatever. And then but life happens and then they get back into it when they get in their 40s. They get a Harley and then they ride off in the sunset real slow. So when did you like embrace it and it became life? Well, there's a there's a there's a there's a crazy story because grow, growing up, I. I always loved motorcycles. I always loved two wheels. My motorcycle was my bicycle because I, I didn't think I could afford ever a motorcycle. Um, in my neighborhood who had motorcycles were like the big shots, the drug dealers, you know. Was it in New York? Was it in New York? In New York, yeah. I grew okay. up in Washington Heights. Um, so up in Manhattan. And uh, in a mostly uh, dominant Hispanic community. And um, it's a... It's poor. It was poor up there at that time. Now is that things have transitioned and more 
is it is becoming um more white per se, but it's still very Hispanic uh, dominated up there. Do you have a, do you have a and, Starbucks? If you got a Starbucks, it's gentrified. Do you have a Starbucks? Yeah, yeah just so we we got uh, it's it's up there. Uh, there's well, there's there a you couple go. Starbucks up there now. And a Trader Joe's so, and a Trader Joe's. No, not yet. Not okay, it ain't yet. gentrified yet. Once you get the nah, Trader Joe's and the Starbucks, it, it's over, though. It's over, though. Um, yeah, yeah, babe. Trader Joe's going everywhere, man. That's my wife's favorite place. I know but it when, is. When I go to Ducati, I get to go to Trader He goes to Trader Joe's, so that's how it works. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, I, I fell in love with motorcycles. I, I always loved two wheels, but I didn't think I could afford it. Um, and I got a motorcycle late in my in my life. I was 26 years old when I finally got a motorcycle. And um, it's funny because you're supposed to get the mo- you're supposed to get the motorcycle first, then have kids, get rid of the motorcycle, and then eventually wait till the kids get a little older and buy a motorcycle again. Right. But now nah, me, it happened. I wanted a motorcycle. My wife said, "No, you should buy a car because it's safer and." You never know, like you can fit more people. It's just me and you right now, but later we might have kids. I say, you know what, let's just buy the buy the car. And I went to Ducati several times before we had kids, but they wouldn't sell me a bike because they was like, you need experience. Right. So I said, you know, let's just buy the buy the car. So we bought the car. And when we had our first kid, I said, yo, listen, I want my bike. I might have to go buy a motorcycle. And she said, she said, yeah, go ahead and get one because you've been dying for one. So I went back to Ducati and I told them, listen, I want I want that uh, 999, a Feli edition. They said, well, did you buy the motorcycle yet? I said, nah, I don't, I don't, I didn't buy a motorcycle. I came for one now because I went in 2003. I went in 2004. They kept telling me no. He says, listen, buy a R6, a Yamaha R6. These bikes are for Beast. experienced people. Beast. I, yes. said, I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody could ride a bike. Come on, man. He said, no, you know, you crash it. It's expensive. I said, damn, yo, you guys won't sell me a bike for real? And he said, no, listen, I'm I'm looking out for you. Trust me. So I said, you know what? I bet I'm going to go look for this R6. And lo and behold, my friend, who was my neighbor at the time, had an R6. So I'm mm-hmm. telling him, yo, you want to sell me that bike? And he's like, I don't know if I'm ready to sell it. But I'm like, yo, listen, I want to buy a Ducati. They won't sell me a bike unless I buy an R6 and kind of learn on it. He's like, I'll let you know when I'm ready to sell it. A year later, he told me, I'm ready. I can sell it to you. I said, good, because I'm ready to buy this Ducati. I bought it. Nice. The infamous R6. Yes, 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 yes. And, And if you ask anybody, anybody in this world of motorcycle, they always say, your first bike should be a 600. Buy yourself a, a 600. Don't right. buy the, don't buy the leader bike. Yeah. It, it, it must, I didn't, I had no idea that this is the, the steps, you know, like we go from kindergarten, you go from preschool <laughs> to kindergarten yeah. to, yeah. you know, yeah. I said, okay, bet. I'm ready. I bought the bike. I start learning on it. I'm going faster and faster every week. I'm practicing on the streets. I think I'm freaking Valentino Rossi. I got my Rossi <laughs> ATB helmet. Yeah, man. I'm like, you know, I'm, 
maybe it's time to go to Ducati again and see, like, you know what they say. Yo, I go, I go to Ducati on my yellow R6. I'm like, hey, check my bike. What you think? R6, like you told me. And he's like, oh, nice, nice, man. He's probably checking on my chicken strips. They're about two inches thick. <laughs> he's like, nice, nice. Ride that bike for another year or so. I said, you're my brother. You told me already. Like, if I buy the R6, I learn on it. I could buy that. He's like, yeah, you're not quite ready yet. You know, get into your first accident. I'm like, girl, first accident? How you gonna... How are you, you going to tell a person riding? That's the last thing you want. What you mean getting, though? Keep the bike up. There's one of my favorite sayings. Stay up on tools. Yes. Always. Yep. You know, we yeah. don't want you crashing. And this guy's telling me, crash first, then come to Ducati. I didn't understand. This right. guy obviously doesn't want to make money. So I said, you know, maybe I need to change the salesman for some reason. I tell my wife what happened when I get home from my ride. Y'all went down to Ducati today. She's like, what the hell are you doing at Ducati? You got your bike. You just got it. I say, yeah, but I, you know, I want one. She goes to me, it's for a reason. He's telling you that. I stopped going to Ducati. I got really upset. I turned off. And um, I finally got into that accident what in, 2000, what, what in 2011. What happened? A car uh, took a red light and uh, and hit me. I also, before that, I started going to the track also. Okay. So I started gaining that experience that he was talking about that I needed. Yeah. And in 2011, I got into the accident and it was pretty bad. I stopped riding for five years. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I stopped okay. riding for five years. But the first thing I did as soon as I healed up that I got that confidence back and I felt comfortable was go straight to Ducati and guess who was there? The same, the same salesman. Yeah. And he's like, how you doing? I said, I'm good. I said, you remember me? He said, of course I do. He's like, you got, um, you think you're ready for Ducati? I said, yeah, I got into my first accident five years ago and I'm ready to ride and I, I know I want a Ducati to be my first bike back. He's like, yeah, I'm ready to sell it to you. And he uh, sold me the first Ducati. Dude, let me tell you something, man. First of all, commend, that, that's Ducati New York, right? Yeah, Ducati New York. Let me tell you something. They need more places like that because I've seen salesmen sell people motorcycles. You go, there's, man, don't, don't do that. I mean, I've yeah. seen it with my own two eyes. I mean, I saw a dude get his motorcycle, right? And he's all excited. And I go, Your first bike goes, yeah. And I go, you're not going to get a, uh, a jacket? And he goes, so he goes back. Seriously, he goes to the salesman. He goes, can I get a jacket? The salesman goes, he looks at me and, and he gets him a jacket. I go, you can get no gloves? And he goes, the salesman goes, and he gets the gloves. And they don't, they don't give a fuck. I mean, they'll no. sell you anything. It's like, so, so props to Ducati New York. I don't even know you guys, but if I ever met you guys, I want to give you a big hug and a kiss. Okay, maybe just a big hug. But I'll give you a big hug, and I'll let you uh, pop some more champagne with them. And you bring the champagne. Yo. But I would give those guys some champagne because that's, that was, that's a place who wants uh, uh, customers for life because they actually care about you. No, that is a fact. And, and that's to have that. That consistency of yes. the no. Yes. Of the no. 
immediately know because he knew I was not going to leave with any other bike in that dealership other than that 999R. You know, like this is a Fila edition, probably at that time, one of the most expensive bikes in the dealership. I wanted to buy it cash. When I tell you I, I had the money I've been saving for this bike since I cash, I said, I need this bike. And he knew I wasn't going to. So he knew if I take that bike, he says, I would have killed myself. And it's a fact I would have. Yeah. There's no, nothing would have saved me. But his his knowing his consistency of those words, no, because like you said, he didn't know me as a person, but he knew he would have a customer for life. And that's yes. what Ducati New York has had since. Without even purchasing something, I constantly went to that dealership. I constantly went to see the motorcycles there for the vibe that was there. And that vibe still exists at that place right now. And that's why I'm so involved with Ducati New York. And I have such an appreciation for them. And I love representing them as their brand ambassador um, because of the service and quality of personnel that's there. Man, I, honestly, I can tell through your videos when you walk in and just the way that they have people in that store. I mean, it's busy and your camaraderie with them. You can't fake that, bro. And that's yeah, that's can. where I go. I love that story right there. That's how you keep uh, customers for life. I mean, for yeah, life. I mean, I mean, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Like I said, man, I, nothing makes me more mad than a salesman who just wants to make a sale and they don't give a shit about you and they care about you. So I want to know. You know when are you gonna get a Ducati? When are you gonna get a Ducati tattoo? That's what I want to know. Oh man, I, I, that, that, that's the one thing I listen to my mom on. I got what, no tattoos, what, no what, tattoos on my what, body. What, what did mommy say? What did mommy say? What did mama say? Tú me va matar si tú te pones un tatuaje, which means you're gonna kill me the day you get a tattoo. <laughs> Gotta listen to mama. Gotta listen to mama. Yeah, we gotta keep mama alive, man. She I know. I know that's I right. need mama's cooking and I yeah. need mama's love. I know that. I love that, dude. That's beautiful. But a- but you, you left out something in that story. Wasn't there a guy named Juan that helped you get to that place, right? Weren't you, weren't you being crazy on the street yeah. and you ran into a dude named Juan and that, said, hey, listen. That's a fact. So me and my journey of pursuing experience like I said, I would run wild on the streets. The streets was my track. Right. Like, without without a doubt, I felt like I was one of the fastest people on a motorcycle, on the streets. They, I knew the highways. I knew where the holes were. I knew what time traffic was going to be, what it was going to look like. I looked at Google. I would... I would I would know precisely where to be on any highway, whether you put me on the Henry Hutchinson, on the FDR, on the West Side Highway, um, on the BQE. Oh my God. Wherever you send me, I I learned these highways because I love to race people on the highway and just cars, whether it was cars or motorcycles. It was when I was on that bike, it's I became a racer yeah. automatically. I became Valentino Rossi, who I emulated. Like I was watching MotoGP and after every race in the morning, I would leave and go to the highway and try to time myself on some of these highways, how long it took me from point A to point B and back. And um, the, 
probably the one of the most influential days ever in my life was I'm on the West Side Highway. I left my house. I'm on the West Side Highway, pinned, open throttle, cutting and swerving through traffic. Like a lot of us see these motorcycles pass by us on, on the highway and you just say they're going to kill themselves. Right. You just grab your head and you're like, oh, my God. And sometimes even in the car, we pray for that rider. We say, get him home safe or please don't let nothing happen to him and me have to see that because that's what you automatically anticipate. And I used to go to Yamaha a lot on the West Side Highway when it was on 12th Avenue or 11th Avenue. It was on 11th Avenue by the West Side. I believe it was like 40 something street. I would ride to there and then back home and time myself. And uh, one of the uh, mechanics and um, people who worked there um, saw me. His name was Juan. And um, I didn't know Juan, but like we would always see each other because I would go there and we would kind of conversate about regular stuff. But it wasn't like we were friends. Yeah. And when I when I came to the dealership that day, I'm taking my helmet off. I feel somebody in the back of my helmet slap my helmet. I'm like, yo, who the hell just disrespect me like that and I was a, a wild boy in those times like I bet I could I, tell <laughs> I had I had a bad bad um uh temper yeah and um high head the perfect description of a crotch rocket rider you yeah, know yeah. you know yeah so, so I said what the hell who hit me and when, when I look back it's Juan I'm like yo my man what you doing he's like you want to kill yourself He's like, don't you, didn't you just have a kid? Like, you don't want to make it home? You, that's how you ride on the street? That's how you represent? And I said, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's like, you think you fast? I said, wait, now that, that was the, that was the touchy word. You think you fast? I said, oh, I know I'm fast. What you want to do? You want to go on the highway right now? Like, what you want to do? He's like, what you doing this weekend? I said, whatever you doing. He goes, we going to the track. I said, whatever track you want, what you want, the West side, the FDR, which highway you like, which what's your favorite? Yeah. And he's like, nah, we're going to a real track. I'm like, I'm like, let's go. Let me know the time. He's like, be ready at six o'clock in the morning. I'm going to pick you up. Saturday or Friday was, I think it was Saturday. So I got, I'm like, I bet I left. I told my wife, yo, Saturday, be ready. We supposedly we're going to a racetrack. I'm like, I don't believe the guy, but you never know if he shows up, I want to go. Like I want to race this guy. He comes 545 in the morning. I get a phone call. You up, you ready? And I'm like half asleep. <laughs> I didn't believe that he's gonna come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hello. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm almost there. You, you ready? I said, hell yeah, 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 yeah. I hang up. I tell yo, Francis, wake up. The the dude is here for real. <laughs> We're going to a freaking track. We're going to the track. I thought you had to be a millionaire to go to the track. Yeah. I thought you needed 
a license to go to the track. I thought, you you know, there's so many things like that. You think th there's something impossible to go exact to a place where Valentino Rossi goes and races really go. People like, yes, that get paid to do this. Like, and we're going to, I'm going to a track. I said, I was excited. I didn't have nothing, no gear, no nothing. We go to this track. We suit up and he's like, don't worry. Um, we're going to get you a suit, boots, gloves, everything. They got me everything and they put me in class. Like they put me in, a, introduces me to like the coaches there at the track. And they're like, oh, are you ready? This is your first time at the track? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is my first time at a, at a professional track. Yeah. They're like, oh, so you've been to like a non-professional one? I'm like, yeah, I've been, I race all the time on the highways. Um, uh, West Side, the FDR, the Hutchison, you know, you name it, I've been on it. They're like, no, no, like a track track. Like, a tr nah, I'm like, no, no, yeah, I race. They're like, all right, so what type of rider would you say you are? Are you novice, intermediate, expert? I didn't know what novice meant. I knew intermediate meant somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So I say, I'm, I'm an expert. I know what expert is. There. That's that's what I am. I'm, I'm an expert. So they like the coach looks at me just like this, like getting closer to me. He's like checking out my eyes, and and these eyes ain't lying. Like you looking, I'm an expert. Yeah. Just like that, you believe this face if it told you, my brother, I'm an expert. You looking at me? He's like. The guy is not sure, like, what, what, who is this kid in front of me and what is he talking about? Because he's never been to a track that I know. He's talking about the FDR. I never heard of that track. The West Side Highway track. I never heard of that track neither. <laughs> like, You're making a fool out of yourself. Yeah, I'm making a, but to me, I sound completely legit. Right, right. The guy goes, you know, Listen, everyone starts off and novice is the introduction to track and everything. If you have fast as you say, we will bump you up immediately. So we're going to have a couple sessions, class. Please listen, pay attention. And uh, we'll, we'll be observing you. Don't worry. If you're as fast as you say you are, we'll have you an expert by the end of the day. I oh, said, no, well, this is going to go. This is great. I said, all right, you know, I'm gonna be as patient as possible. We go, we go into a classroom setting because it's introduction. They start talking about things like uh, cones and uh, entrance, apex, exit. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, whatever. I see people are paying close attention and just like this I'm sitting down in a classroom and I'm kind of like looking to my looking to my left looking to my right and I'm like yo listen I don't know what these people are talking about but we I just need to get out to the track and prove how fast I am like the quicker we do this the better so I'm like um, they like you anyone have any questions I say listen let's slide I hope nobody has questions. We're just trying to get out to the track, so let's do that. And he's like, all right, yeah, let's do that then. No questions, right? I said, no, no, no questions. Let's go. 
we head out. And like first session people is follow the leader. We will be one behind the other. And like uh, uh, the, the goose formation, everyone one behind the other. Follow my line. I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go. We get out, we head out on the track and we're doing like 30 miles an hour. I'm, I'm stressed out because I'm like, I've never gone so slow on a motorcycle. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what to look at or what they're doing, but I just want to pass people. So I'm like, you know, I'm back there just bored, bored to them. When we come around uh, for the second time, the third time, the fourth, the fourth time, I'm just revving my motorcycle like, hey, hey, let's go, let's go, hey, hey, and the coach is just like looking back, like, you okay? <laughs> and he's like telling me like, calm down, man. When we come back out, I'm like, listen, I think that's this is a waste of time. Not only for myself, but I think everybody here feels the same way I do. <laughs> that this is boring the way we are. We came here to go fast and to enjoy ourselves here in the track. And you got us doing follow the leader and you're taking us at 30 miles an hour. He's like, well, we just wanted you to see where the cones were, where the entrance, the exit, the apex, recognize these things, where the towers were. I said, listen, yeah, I don't think we need any of that to go fast you know I, I do me a favor the next time we go out let us you know pick up the pace a little bit and kind of let us go free because every and everybody's like yeah yeah we're here man the coaches are there three coaches in there and they're just like who is this guy you know you got a revolution so start. You got a revolution yeah, start. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm, I started at uh, the protest. You know, we ready to, <laughs> to strike. So the guy goes to me, you know, next session, we're going to do two laps. And uh, we're going to do that. Follow the leader for two laps. And then, you know, I'm going to put you right behind me. You're going to be one of the first ones. I let go. I said, it's about time, man, because I really like. I need to get out this novice group because I told you I'm an expert. I, and you said novice means like rookie. And I didn't even know that word. So I just learned that today. That's about the only thing you guys taught me today was the word novice. All right. Thank you for that. Now I'm going to teach you a little bit about speed when I get out there. He's like, no, don't worry. We're going to see how you do out there. So he's like, they go back and they start talking to us again about the first cone is the entrance cone, the middle cone, that's your apex. You want to hit that every time as close as possible. And on the, and then you're going to have that exit cone. That's where you're heading now when you get on the gas. I say, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, get me, get me out there. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, I told you, I don't need none of this instruction stuff. Send me out. He's like, all right, all right, come down. So I said, yo, you guys ready? They're like, yeah, let's go. I said, yo, I'm going to be in the front, so nobody take that first spot. That's me. Catch up if you can. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, Jose, you do it, man. And everybody's like, he got to be one of the fastest people in this group, man. This guy's been ready to go all day. When they put me behind that coach, that coach looked back at me and he's like, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Got my helmet on, but he could see me through the visor. I had the clear visor. I'm like, I'm talking to him. Like he could hear me. My man, when we go out, 
that first lap around the lap, and he's like, he looks back at me again. One more. I said, yeah, go, go. Like, and he just like, looks back at me again, like, this kid is out his mind. We go back, and this is the, I'm on turn 13, you know, that's one one of the last turns at NJMP. And he goes, you ready? He's like, you ready? Go, 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 go. When he says go, I already had shifted down to first. For no reason. It's just I wanted to go through from I wanted all the power. First gear, pin, and I passed the coach, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Sending out past that coach. Yeah. Well, second gear. Bam. Third gear. Bam. Fourth gear. Bam. Go for fifth. Fifth gear. Sixth gear. And I see the the turn is on my right. <laughs> and I'm going straight. And then I hit that grass and, you know, that bike starts rumbling and shaking. And, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I get that bike stopped, like, right before I hit the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're talking about. I've been that track. Yes. Everybody in that that group is doing exactly what you're doing. Except me, I, 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 de- I definitely, my, I definitely had some number twos, and I'm not talking about a two plate on my on my motorcycle in my pants. And that guy on the tower is like looking at me, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like this, <laughs> shaking. And the guy, my the coach, something that you never see, the coach came off just to make sure that I was okay. And he goes to me, you good? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, come on. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Damn, near kill myself right now, man. I'm like, wait. So I get myself together and I pull off. And I'm doing like 20 miles an hour around the whole track. <laughs> you nice learned your lesson. Snow. You learned your lesson. My man, when we pulled down, he's like, yo, you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, you ready to learn now? I say, yeah, yeah. What was it that you were saying about the apex and the entry tone? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready now. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Never again. I listened to every single word, every single explanation. And everybody in that track for the rest of the day, they was like, yo, yo, how was turn one? <laughs> that was the joke for the whole day. Yo, don't forget turn one is a right. It's a right. You got to make a right. I'm going to start calling you Turn One Jose. That's your new nickname, Uh, Turn One Jose. That was Turn One Jose for the rest of the day. That's a fact. 
Hey man, I know what track you're talking about. I've been there. It's New Jersey, New Jersey Sports Park, right? Yeah, yeah. I know that. I know because because yeah, there's a there's a fence way down there. So, I went all the way, <laughs> all the way. That's how fast I, I think I would, I forgot to turn. I was so excited about going fast that I forgot to turn. I forgot that there was even a, a turn existed. I just remember, like, as I'm going straight and all I see is grass. Yo, that's the turn over there. Oh, that's what they was talking about. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> you talk. Lie. You you talk about humble yourself, dude. Let me tell you something. I've never been that cocky like you were. I mean, to me, a racetrack will always humble you. Anything like a ra- it always humbles your racetrack will because speed. Speed on the street is different. I want to tell those guys on the street how you used to be, and I'm the same way. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm like I wasn't that dude, you know, going through whatever being, you know. But that, but that's just part of being a sport bike. So I have no problem with dudes like that. But the the, the moment you hit a real racetrack and you get instruction, that to me makes you a better street rider if you still ride the street and it makes you go, okay, when I get to the track, then I'm going to do this. And it's not even crazy. It's just the right way to ride. And it makes such a difference. Now, I promise you these, these, these words right here. And I say it a lot because it was told to me so many times and it was proven to me that day. Um, the streets will never prepare you for the track, but the track it precisely prepares you for the streets. It doesn't transition. The street won't transition because you won't see a turn on the streets ever. Like you will see it consistently at the track. Every turn challenges you. On the streets, you might see a turn every seven days that you ride, like a real turn, a challenging turn, because the, the highways are designed to to take you from point A to point B the fastest way possible. And that's straight with as little turns or challenges for a driver because it also has to be safe for drivers to, to maneuver through. So it's, it's simplifying driving and motorcycle riding by making as straight roads as possible. For you to see like turns, you would have to go to uh, what they call this? Like a mountain, right? Like yeah, Trail of the Dragon or something. in Tennessee. Yeah. That, that's yeah, the most famous you. one. Or, or, you know, I rented a bike in uh, when I was in uh, Milan. I was in Milan, Italy, and for my for my fiftieth uh, birthday, I rented a motorcycle and I went to the Stelvio Pass. And that was when that was when they were getting ready for. Uh, I know, I don't know how that happened, but I was getting ready for the and uh, and it was a uh, it was a uh, they were getting ready for the Tour de France. It was in June, so it was nothing but bicycles and motorcycles there, and the turns were like this, and it was the greatest. And let me tell you something, man. They know how to ride the right way in Europe. You ever ridden in Europe before? Nah, it's definitely on my list to do. I'm, you got I'm dying to go to Italy and UK. Listen, go to go to the Stelvio Pass. Go to Milan, Italy. Rent a bike and take it up there. And let me tell you something, man. You are going to love it because they all ride the right way. They all have the leathers on. They all ride the right way. And man, I'm getting past going uphill. I mean, on, on roads, literally about, about as wide as this desk here. And yeah. I'm getting past going uphill by bicycles and motorcycles. 
So, oh my yeah, and, and, it, and there's snow on the ground. There's snow on the path. Even though it's June, there's snow on the path. Dude, let me tell you something, man. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life. If you get a chance, go to Milan, Italy, rent a, rent a bike, and go up to the Stelvio Pass, and I promise you, I promise you, you're, you're, it'll be life-changing for you. It's incredible, man. You got to do no, that. I, mean, I, I would love to enjoy that experience. I mean, but, it, you know, going back to what we were saying, the track directly prepares you for the streets. Um, and that's why I, I'm so... I tell people all the time, you get your motorcycle, you get your motorcycle. The first thing I want you to do is go to motorcycle safety school. Yes. It should be a requirement. Learn the basics. Yes. Yeah. Learn those basics. Get that, get that license. And the next thing you do, book a track day. I tell book people that should be mandatory, but it should be, it should be, it should be mandatory. If you want to get a motorcycle, you have to take a safety school first and then you get your life because if you don't, because it, it takes away a lot of people, a lot of people, they, they just want to get a bike and then they're going to ride, which is okay. I, I get that. But there was a girl, there was a woman in my safety class. She, you know, she wanted to get a Harley and during the safety class, she ended up falling and her face just went like ghostly white. Yeah. And, and I thought that was good because it showed her if she, if you wanted to ride after that, that's great, but it showed her what it's like out there. So that's the, there should be changes in this industry and that's one of them, you know, like it should be mandatory to do that. No, that's a that's a fact. And at motorcycle safety school, you 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 get an instructor teaching you right and wrong, teaching you how to save your life. That's one of the things that saved my life in my accident. Um, because they taught you like how to hold on to the motorcycle, when to let go. Um, they teach you how to crash because you could crash at motorcycle safety school, pick up the bike, no cost to you. You pay for that. Yes. And 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 they tell you, get back on. So you get a lot of first time experiences under a controlled environment, just like the track. That's why I, I, I'm I'm an avid, I'm an advocate for motorcycle safety school and I'm an advocate for the track. Cause the next thing that I should have done was gone straight to the track. I would have learned so much more, but I didn't know about it. That's why every time I talk to anybody at the dealership, I tell them motorcycle safety school to get your license, whether you have it or not, just to get more of the basics and get instruction of survival because they teach you defensive um, riding and then straight to the track. So you get an experience of what it is to maneuver at high speed, stop a motorcycle from 100 to 30. Um, and be, it just gives you that confidence as a rider for the streets. Forget about that you're at a track. You're just at a closed street with supervision, an ambulance and safety, no pedestrians, no drinkers, no drunk drivers. Nobody pulling in front of you. Yeah. No, no, no oncoming traffic, you know, Everyone's going in the same direction and you got professionals or at least um, coaches there to help you and uh, teach you the right way. So if you go with the right mentality, you got years worth of street riding in one or two days. Well, how did you make that jump from, okay, from, you know, riding on the street to going to the track and you go, okay, I learned. But from doing that to where you are now, which you help people ride, like you help people go fast. I'm coaching now. Yeah. yeah how do you, how'd you get there? Because remember I hit you up. Cause I was like, man, cause you know, you hit me up. Cause I was like, I was depressed. I went to Pittsburgh this week. And I just been wanting to get a knee down. It's like my, my fourth or fifth 
uh, race school and I haven't gotten a knee down and I'm, I'm slow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hit the apexes, but I'm just, I'm slow. I didn't get a knee down. I was just fucking disappointed, man. So, and you were like, no, I can help you. I was like, yeah, okay. But I mean, so how did you go? How'd you make that leap? Um, Evolve GT, um, Brad Baker. He's, uh, he's one of the, you know, this, I was coaching for Evolve GT. I, I, we kind of split ways this year. Um, but this is, this is the, the one company that basically I started with the company that this story is about, or the first story where me going off was with a company named team promotions. Mm -hmm. Evolve GT came from that, from team promotions. And a lot of the coaches that I know that they were there, you know, um, and these people, they always made time for me, brought me through, taught me consistently. Because even after that, I was still hardheaded. I still liked going fast. I wasn't, but they molded me into the rider that I am today. And they, they're, they're that good, you know. Yeah. Um, the other company is N2 Track Days. I work with them also a lot. They Team promotions kind of split up into these two companies and team promotion still exists to this day. They do their stuff also, but these three companies came out of there and two evolve GT and team promotions. And, um, those are the people that they really took their time to teach me the aspect of riding of what it is to ride on the track of what it is to get to a level right before you race. And, um, I owe it to them, especially Evolve GT, because they molded me into this. They made me get social media because that video of me explaining my first track day. Yeah. It's on YouTube. My first track day at, by Evolve GT. Yeah. I'm saying this story and that story went viral. Like it got so many views because it's how we all kind of come to the track with that mentality. And it makes people kind of calm down right before the class and say, I don't want that to be me. I don't want to be called uh, turn one, turn Jose. one whole day. <laughs> yeah. That is your so they, new nickname. Yeah. Yeah. So they start to listen and it's an amazing tool because now they use it still, even though I'm not coaching with them, they still play the video for people because it's, it's the God honest truth of how we all come to the track and what our perception is of the track. We come there to go fast, but the truth is we come to the track to learn and experience what our bikes are capable of and what we are capable of as yeah. riders and yeah. what we're not capable of. Cause you also learn what it is you need help on. Like you said, you struggle to get your knee down. So that's body positioning. And those are the things I learned. And I obviously working through with riders, it makes you a better teacher because we, most of all of us have the same, the same problem. So after you solve one problem and you solve the second problem and you solve the third, it's easy for when the fourth, the fifth, the sixth problem come, you always can help somebody with new wording, no, no, no way of speaking to somebody, the technique and breaking it down to them. So at this point, I'm pretty experienced as a coach and what still I, growing as a writer. Well, what I, what I loved about what I loved about your videos is the openness because you went to I think the Jennings track again, and for some reason you said I loved it because I was feeling the same way. You go, I don't know what it is, but I feel like a scaredy cat right now, and yeah. I love that because it's like it's like yeah, I mean. 
My thing is I need more testicular fortitude. That's a nice way of saying it. it. Because like I'm going into the turn. If it's like a turn where it's like I see, okay, I'm supposed to start breaking, breaking. But it's like kind of over a hill, you know, over a hill. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and I see the X where I'm supposed to tip in. I'm like, uh, uh, and I always either break a little early or it's like, okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting body position. And then it's like, oh, I let off too early. And it's like, I didn't get my knee down. God damn it. And then another lap comes. I go. And then I'm just frustrated, man. So mine is more testicular fortitude. To. Can you can you help with that? Can you help with somebody who doesn't have enough balls to do it, or you just got to man up and go? Okay, I'm going in this goddamn turn as fast as I can. No, nah, no, nah, we we can't go in there like that because <laughs> listen, I I think I think I think that's that's the way we kind of do approach everything, right? As as uh, as men as women, it doesn't matter male or female. We 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 approach the things like is it fear? And how do I overcome the fear? Yes. When we, when we, when we, when we overcome fear with aggression, what happens? You got to relate back right back to fear because you usually get punched in the face, right? <laughs> yeah. Or or you fall, or yes. you, and you gotta and you gotta go right back to building up again to go through the same experience. But what happens when you approach fear with with um, calculation? Now, now you slowly progress, right? Because you say one plus one is two. So two plus two has to be four. So you kind of like like now you break it down. And if if you if you do that with the track, you say, okay, I'm having problems with um with turn one. How where do I need to be? So then now we start looking at entry cone, apex and exit. That's one plus one. Knowing where we have to be, when we have to be, and and having direction. So, bam, boom, we break down turn one, we got it. So now on turn two, since we already learned turn one, turn two can be mo- much more difficult because, again, we know where we have to be, when we have to be, and where we're exiting through. So we we break down the whole track around like that. And then we break down. Now we now we're gonna focus on body positioning, where your body needs to be to make it easier to get to your entrance, your ex- your apex, and your exit. So now we now we're figuring out two plus two has to give you four. So now is the math is a little more difficult because we're moving up in numbers and in quantity of things that we're counting, but it's still the same process, right? So now we add the body positioning. So now it's calculated where does the body need to be, not only the motorcycle, to make the turn easier. So now we're adding things and we're also making it easier to go fast. So what happens? The speed picks up, the turns become easier, but now it's getting faster. So now the the next thing that we work on is vision, making sure that now we slow everything down by changing where where we're looking at. Yes. So it's a it's it's a constant progress of calculation and adjustments. So that's what that's what I'm gonna bring to you the next time when me and you work. Now we already know that we're dealing with track riding. It's no longer street riding. And we're gonna adjust your body, your mind, and your your vision to 
perfecting what it is that's going to make you even better now on the streets. It's not so much the street. I just think it's, I just got to have the balls to go into a corner. No, fast. no. If you, it's, a, it's, that's the problem. We can't think that it's about courage. But I think that, I think that Jose, that's what it is, Jose. I can't get yeah, out of my but, head, man. But I promise you, I promise you that if you approach it with, with that type of, you, you did the hardest thing, which is get on the motorcycle. You're brave enough to get a motorcycle that, that means you, you got, you got the, you got the, you got the balls, you got the cojones, you got the bravery. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got, you got like for the females, you, you, you got the ovaries, you got, <laughs> listen, you, you, you don't get in trouble. Just don't get in trouble on that. Yeah, I know what you, you got, you, you, you got the, the most important thing you already have it. So now, now it's about slowing it down and now doing the stuff calculated. If we like as fathers or mothers, when we say we want to have kids, right? The easy part is to is to get pregnant. That's yeah. That's the easy part. And that's the fun part that, too. <laughs> when, yeah, that's the fun part too. So then when it gets real is when right after that baby shower. Yeah. Right after that baby shower and you feel that first pain. Yeah. And you hear your wife scream like, yo, it's time. Yeah. That's when the panic comes in, right? That's when it that's when your mind starts going and she starts going. And we know like whatever we thought was gonna be good just is about to get real right now. Yeah. And you get and then then you go into that labor room and you seeing this person come out. It's the same as you seeing that turn one. So yeah. what you need to do, you need to buckle down. Okay. You need to you need to tell yourself, I have to do everything calculated from right now. I cannot make no mistakes moving forward because this person depends on me. And you're talking to yourself on that motorcycle. You depend on you because if you crash or something happens to you, it's on you. It's on you. So now you have to move calculated. It's no more just get on the gas and go. Everything now, it slows down because everything you do in order to make it home is calculated. In order for you to make it out that track with your bike is calculated. In order for you to keep providing for this kid that's coming into your life is calculated now. So that's what happens. It's no longer about being brave. That tough guy, that gangster is out the door. That's kind of, you lose that, right? Right. Right, right, right. You lose that when you have a kid. So you lose that when you come to the track because it's it's now about being responsible and making it off that track every time and taking care of that rider in front of you. It just it's a different mentality. It just changes you as a person, as a rider. And guess what happens when you go back to the streets? It's not the same. No. No, you don't not. feel the same for the streets like you did before after yeah. you go to the track. You don't feel the same after you carry that baby. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. feel the same. You don't go to the club like, like what's up? I want somebody look, to look at me. You don't, you don't go with that approach anymore. You go to the club now. I'm just here for a good time. I'm gonna have a couple of drinks and I'm going home to my son. I'm going home to my wife. The wife is like, I got, I'm coming to the club for a good time with my girls and I'm going home after. This. It's, a, it's just a, 
a different mentality. So it's the same thing that the track does for you. It just changes your mind, your approach, that 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 aggression that you have or that you want to have is gone because you're learning now again. You're slowing everything down and calculating everything. Well, speaking of that mentality, how was your mentality when you crashed your your bike at uh, at New Jersey uh, uh, New Jersey Sports Park? I saw that that, that the R the RSV four right, and yeah, I mean my, my yeah, B four SP. Even though it was a even though it was a slow even though it was a slow crash, that shit hurt me, dude. When you crashed, I was like, ah, oh! I remember I want to go, no, and it was a slow crash. And how did you get over that mentality? Because it was like. To me, it looked like you did nothing wrong, but obviously you did. But I was like, how did you like, get back on and ride again? Because you got that little thing in your, at least for me, I would have that little, that little sense of anxiety in your, you know, your, you, know you, you don't feel right. You know how you get hit real hard sometimes and it has that weird kind of feeling? Like, how did yeah. you feel like after, you know, I see you put your bike on the trailer and then you got a trailer, but then you came back the next day and rode your, rode your motard. So how yeah. was that, man? How'd you get your mentality? How'd you get over that mentally? I think, I think, um, you know, that's one of the most asked questions. Like, how could you crash and then ride the next day or, or just go to the, I don't know if you see the, if you see the video, we go to the pool, right? After yes. And we, yeah. You and ate, we went to the pool. In the pool. Yeah. Because I, t- I said, I said, I told myself, like you crashed. I was extremely upset when I crashed. I was, I was cursing in my helmet. I was like, going crazy in my helmet like like how could i do this This is my third day with this bike and like how could i be so stupid because number one i didn't put tire warmers i went out like to warm up my tires and i really wasn't because i was going too slow but it's just like so upset at myself and then i once i came off the track i'm like listen my kids are here my wife is here. I'm good. I'm not hurt. It's materialistic. It's okay. I have to show my kids and show other riders here that are enjoying the track day just like me that it's okay. This is part of the sport. It's going to happen. And whether the bike is a $40,000 bike or a $6,000 bike, you have to stay positive because you're healthy, you're okay. And that's what I did. As soon as I came off the track, I hugged my wife, I kissed my kids, and I told them, I'm good, it's okay. We're gonna chill for today, and then we'll go back out and ride tomorrow. Um, and that's what, that's what it took. It took, release that anger by myself in that, in that, helmet while I'm waiting for the ambulance to pick me up and for them to pick up my bike and then kind of that woosa moment you know like in yeah. bad boys you just right, right. <laughs> bring it back right and just understand what life is and life is appreciating what you do have yes. and I, I had I had my health I had my family here we're gonna have a good time regardless and we'll 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 ride again tomorrow Man, that's a great philosophy we have. I think I would have been shook on that, but that's a great philosophy we have. I know we, look, I, I know we got to wrap in a little bit, but real quick, like, man, when are we going to see you race? I want to see you race, 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 race. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's another 
popular question. Everybody's waiting on that. Everybody's waiting on when you're going to race and where Duran is going to sign and where Kyrie Irving is going to sign and who the Knicks are picking up. That's how it goes. It's in that order. They're going to see when you're going to race and where KD and where Kyrie Irving is going to end up. That's everybody's waiting on, bro. That's how it is in the world. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't know about. Um, I don't think. Um, I definitely have to do it eventually because I think that's part of the of growing. I think uh, you get faster when you race, also because yeah. you you learn. We ride on the track as a track day. You know, you have to be conscious that you're at a track day. People are working and they have to go to home. They have to make it home tomorrow. Um, and then uh, kind of hold back that competitive nature to make a pass that maybe you would do under racing circumstances. But since you're at a track day, <laughs> it's always respectful. Yes. Everything's respectful. Right. And I, I'm very competitive. Extremely I can tell. I can tell. What, what, what sports did you do? Uh, or did you coming up? I, I played basketball, football. What position? I played some, some, some softball. I love sports. I love competitive. I, I compete in everything. We, what, what, what position in football? What position in football? Wide receiver? A wide receiver, yeah. I can tell. You look like a wide receiver. I can tell body types. You look like a wide receiver. Um, But, you know, the, with this, I've always wanted to see, like, how good can I be? Yeah. And, um, or how bad? Stop it. Stop it. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be bad. No, but, but, that, but that's a, those are the things that, and that's kind of what keeps me from pursuing it because a lot of my friends are doing it and they try to get me to the track all the time. But I'm, I'm so scared of my competitiveness and um, getting hurt. Um, it's kind of safe. You're safe at the track. And that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of what, what I love about doing track days and I love teaching, but I think that there's some credibility that I don't have because I haven't raced because I haven't seen that side of the sport. And I think it's important to get it. So I don't know, maybe next year could be the year where I might do a race or two or try something uh, competitive for the first time, but we'll, we'll see. Ducati New York definitely pushing me to, to try it next season, Dude, maybe on a V2. I can see it eating you up. I can see it's eating you up, man. You got to yeah. do it, brother. I mean, because you never know how many times around the sun we're going to get. You got to do it. I can see it in your eyes. I can feel yeah. it in your voice. I can I can, I can, can see it's eating you up. You got to do it, man. I mean, I, honestly, I, I, think I, can't, I, want it. I can't wait. I know you do. I know you do. I can just tell. Yeah, you know, my wife, though. My wife, though. We got to convince her, though. Listen, all I got to do is go down and get some gift certificates from, from Trader Joe's. She'd be good, bro. I, I, oh. I can take care of that. I know a guy that knows a guy that knows yeah, a guy. Hey, hey, you good. <laughs> you good. <laughs> Anything to help you out, brother? Anything to help you yeah. out, man? Hey, here's another question for you. Before we get here, another question. Okay. No, now, no, go ahead. Um, I, what I love about your channel is, you know, talk about motorcycles, but you said it's going to train, you know, you're going to do everything on your channel. You know, you're going to with motorcycles now, yeah. but I mentioned four wheels. What I want to know is, when are you going to come here to Indianapolis so me and you can get on a go-kart and I can take your ass on a go-kart track and show you what's up? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Do you know how much I love go-karting? Do you know how much I love go-karting? Oh Do you know how much I love go-karting? Do you Listen, know? Do you know? But what, 
But when I tell you I'm horrible at go-karting, like, oh, okay. I am horrible. I, yo, I do not. How do you guys go so fast on those go-karts? See, cars, exactly. Right? Listen, here, hey, let's make a deal. You teach me how to get a knee down and go fast on a bike, and I'll teach you how to go uh, uh, how to go fast in karting. How about that? You got a deal. Okay. You got a deal. Deal, I, deal, deal, listen, deal, deal. I might put you in a wall the first couple of times, but trust me, you'll be yo, faster after it. <laughs> I put, yo, I get I've gotten black flag that uh, at a go kart track, man. <laughs> hey, come on down to Indy, man. We'll have a good time. I promise you, brother. I promise no, you. I, I would love to. I listen. At NJMP, they have go karts. I I, know they I did do. it one time. I know. Oh my god. Hey, I love go karts. We got to do it. We got to do it. I'll hey, listen. I'll fly into Philly. I'll drive up to NJMP, and we'll do that thing, man. I'll, I man, I'll beat you in front of your peoples. You. I'll, oh have all your people come, come down from birthday. New York. Yeah, do it. Come out for my birthday. When's September, your birthday? We're, we're going to be three days at NJMP with Evolve GT, September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Oh, shit. Look, I'm going to be in Philly the 25th. I might do that, bro. Come down. Hey, I might I might do that. I got to be in Philly we the 25th. Cold part. We yeah. do cold part, have cake, and track. Well, if I have cake, I can't do track. I need to go cake, bathroom, and then track. That's, that's how it's going to go. If I... At this stage in my life, I go cake, then bathroom, and then I'll be lucky if I get on a, I'll be lucky if I get on a track after I eat that goddamn cake. Oh, <laughs> hey, listen, yeah, you a wild, wild dude, man. Listen, man. I, what I want you to do is, what I want you to do is, I want to see you evolve into like. I love how you went from street to track to instructing to eventually racing. But are you going to get into? touring because what i did was i i hated seeing people they get the motorcycle and they ride around town they you know they go to bike nights which is great don't get me wrong it's don't get me wrong it's great and then they get the cruiser and then they stop what i want to know is man are you going to start doing long distance cruising like maybe put your wife on the back and y'all uh, uh discover the united states on a motorcycle I, I highly doubt it man no listen listen first of all <laughs> don't hold you hold you by the way hold on <laughs> I'm 42. I you turned 42 September 23rd. Dude, you don't look a day over 40. You look good. <laughs> you look good, bro. I'm <laughs> but, but see, here's what you do is, man. Here's what you do. I did the same thing. I was riding sport bikes, doing this and that. And then I got to do Cotty Pikes Peak because I wanted to, I wanted to travel, but I Yo, wanted to, but I wanted to fast. I'm I want, so scared of that bike, like, to no. buy that bike because I know I'm going to like it. I Dude, know it. I no, no, you're not going to like it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Look, here's the deal. Put some bags on. Here's why you should get the Ducati Pikes Peak. You put the bags on, and you can still look sporty while you do it. And then when you get to yeah. a hotel, and we get to the hotel, you take the bags off, and you still look like GQ Smooth. That bike is so sexy. My friend has it. My friend El Duro on IG, he has that my he has just the same bikes I have: the V4 SP, the Street Fighter SP, and he just bought the Pikes Peak. And he told me, go for a ride. You will never want anything else other than that. And I said, I will never ride this bike because I know that you're right. I will only want to ride this bike. Dude, Yo, it's sexy. That bike has racing suspension on it. Yes. And you can take it to the track. Dude, I, I'm not doing it because I don't want to do this for my bike. That's, oh, that's, that's my girl. That bike's my girl. That's my, that's my, ain't my mistress. That bike's my girl. But here's yeah, what you I do. Believe you. But, believe you. I'll marry her too. I will marry her. Dude, you propose to that. Listen. She does it all. She yeah. does it all. <laughs> She's a mistress. She's a mistress. She's a girlfriend. And she's a wife. Like, she, what? 
Dude, she's every she's she's my MacGyver. She's my MacGyver. She does exactly. everything. She exactly. does everything. The, the young kids won't know who MacGyver is, but well, this guy made he make a bomb out of a rubber band, you know, type of and a can of coke. <laughs> MacGyver is the shit. She does. Every, I mean, when you when that bike is parked up or on, and let me tell you something. Never ever ever doubt the the double kickstand. The I mean. Oh. The, the, the center yeah. stand, the center yeah. stand, dude, it changes lives. And when that Pikes Peak Park there and that ass, is, it's like a woman. She's got a nice yeah. ass and then it comes out uh-huh. with the full figure and the big, dude, yeah. Pikes Peak, brother. Pikes no, Peak. No, 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 I believe you. I believe you. I agree. Jose, I agree. Jose, I ain't going to lie, man. I knew this was going to be fun. I knew it was. My boy, I ain't going to tell you who it is. My boy already hit me too. You go, let me tell you something, man. You'll be all right with him. I can't wait to hear. And he was right. But I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be because you got that good energy, bro. And I knew it was going to be fun like this, man. And I, listen, this time next year, you're going to be racing. I know you will. I might make it out to New Jersey, uh, New Jersey Sports Park that weekend. I just might do that and I'll race you. And I'm sorry, but I'll beat you in front of your kids, bro. Hopefully we do that. And you know what you, we could do? We could do. We could do. We could go. We could do another interview live, me and you there, and we'll talk about how your first track day with track stars went. <laughs> we might do so that, that there's, a, there's a second thing. Yo, I'm going to give you everything you need to get there. We got go-karts. We got a good interview based on how your track day went at NJMP with track stars. Listen, y'all, and we're going to have cake. Don't worry. The bathrooms are very nice. <laughs> the facility is beautiful, clean. Don't, hey, I got you. Hey, get some tongues to my tummy, man. I, I got it like that. I know. I got it like that. You'll find out. Hey, another 10 years, you'll find out. Hey, listen. Hey, track stars, Jose, Hermaine, Jermaine for him, but Hermaine, I'll do it the right way. Man, thank you so much for your time, brother. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Follow him on Instagram. It's uh, track stars, right? Yep. Track stars. And- T-R-A-X underscore stars, S-T-A-R-Z. And so follow him Follow him on his YouTube channel, which is the same track stars, T-R-A-X-S-T-A-R-Z on YouTube. And shout out to all his Ducati, Ducati New York. What you guys are doing, incredible. Keep doing how you're doing. Protect the riders. You have customers for life, and that's why you guys are great. Man, and Ducati Warhorse, uh, uh, Dianese, certified uh, knee draggers, all those people who help him, Jose Herman. Be the man he is. Hey, man, I appreciate your time, brother. I mean that. Stay up on twos. Always, man. Mad love. Mad love to you. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. I'm BT. You know how I say it about this time. You know the word. Peace.